Hey, y'all. It's Rosemary Lewis. C. Lewis in the building. And we are a local real estate couple in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we are inviting you into our Pillow Talk, also known as Eagle Talk. Here we talk about marriage, business, kids, goals, and basically all the things. Let's get started. Welcome to Eagle Talk Tuesdays. You are live with your girl, Rosemary Lewis. Uh, C. Lewis, the vacation guy today. <laughs> yes, y'all. We um, did not plan properly, but it's all good because one of the things in life is you got to be consistent. So we are actually on vacation for our family. We um, are off. For, well, not off because we've been working, we all, working day. all day. But um, took a vacation for Christmas. But it's Tuesday. So even if we're not here, it's still Eagle Talk. And you see my, my boo. Yeah. Look what he pulled out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's just how I was feeling. That's how you feeling? I got a couple more hard ones. We're going to run it up all week. Yeah, you're going to run it up all week. And you got on some pineapples today. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. What's the joke? What did Kevin Hart say about pineapples? What's some nasty? No, that was a safe word. Oh, okay. Like a safe word. Okay. So pineapples. Right. Well, anyway, welcome, y'all. Let me know what y'all are doing, what y'all got planned. We are so excited to share with you tonight. Uh, we had to like get our energy up because you know what it's like when it's travel day and you have an early flight. And I'm off an hour and a half of sleep. Yep. But we are here making no excuses for you. And um, we have a fun giveaway tonight. Yeah. And we just gonna hop right into it. So see, Lou, can you tell them um, what the topic is for tonight? Topic is, uh, I believe it's 10 things uh, that we learned from. Some, some failures or some mishaps that we've had and uh, how we learned from what we went through. Yep. So I've, I said in my stories today that um, a lot of times we find ourselves, especially when, I, th I think throughout life, but especially when you get to an age when you get a four in front of your, your age, you have a lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? And we all have had shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Let me know in the chat if you have had some, man, I wish I would have said something to old girl, or I wish I would have applied for that job, or I wish I would have moved to Atlanta in 96 when it was still popping. Whatever your shoulda, coulda, woulda was, we have some too. Um, we're here to tell you that, yes, sometimes we do have things that we wish would have went differently. But even when we have those things, a lot of times it's opportunity to really reflect and say, okay, what lesson um, have I learned from it? So tonight, Corey and I, we were thoughtful just thinking through some of our shoulda, coulda, wouldas um, and the things that we can share, right? Because, right, you know, we got some shoulda, coulda, wouldas that. We should have, could have, would have. You just got to stay between us. Right, right. Should have, could have kept it private. <laughs> right. So, but right now, some things got to stay private. But we do have some should have, could have, would have that we want to share with you. And really how, um, even in the moment, if we didn't look at it like that, how after we reflect on it, we say, you know what? Even though it's a should have, could have, would have, um, we learn from it. Yeah. So, you want to kick it off? Yeah, my first one is, uh, I think I told you about a book that I give my students called The Wealthy Barber. About how a barber for like, I don't know, he cut hair 40, 50 years. He retired very wealthy. And he saved, at the end of the book, he tells what his secret was. And he saved 10% uh, of what he made for 50 years. And it just panned out, you know, for him very well, uh, very well where he didn't have to risk a lot of money. And he wasn't a stock market guy, stuff like that. Well, I figured that book out probably in... I don't know. Like nine, I would yeah. say like 08 or 08, 09, yeah. And I really didn't start applying the principles until about five years ago. But 
we made a commitment that we would do 20% savings yeah. of anything that came in the house. So that's one thing that I had the knowledge. I didn't apply the knowledge when I when I knew about it. And um, now we're living that. Yeah. And what I'll say to y'all is I, I, we wanted to start with that one because a lot of times it's like, man, if I just would have saved, you know, I never forget much the first time I filed taxes, right? And my mother, I think I made like $13,000 the year. And my mother was like, Rosemary, you should at least have $5,000 in the bank because I had no bills. But not having those principles, not having those tactics in place, or not even tactics, the discipline. Just the discipline. Because really, 10% is not going to make or break you. But if we don't have the discipline. So now, Corey, how does that look now? That is it still a shoulda, coulda, woulda? No, no, it's it's a constant. In both of our lives. No, it's not a shoulda, coulda. It's bring on the commas. Yep. So for me, I'm going to, because I was thinking about it. You know, I like y'all know I like to think about them in terms of the five F's. So I was trying to think of my shoulda, coulda, woulda in terms of faith, fitness, finances, family, fun. And it didn't quite work out like that. But one of them is finances. And one is I had a negative relationship with money for a long time. And when I say a negative relationship with money, which probably affected my ability to save or discipline to save, is that I thought for a long time that if you desired wealth, you were greedy. Um, I felt like uh, people would think somewhat some type of way around about me. I just felt like I just felt like it was it was it made me holier, I guess, to be humble and not desire a lot. And really, that was foolish, you know. So my shoulda, coulda, woulda is I really wish that I would have um, trained my mindset to think about money differently because what it did for a long time is that it gave me an excuse to be broke. It gave me an excuse to not desire or try to have more when a couple of things, right? I, and I'm not here to be like, oh, the Lord you know, wants everyone to be rich, but he does promise abundance. And I wasn't thinking abundantly in a lot of situations in my life, especially as it related to finances. So my shoulda, coulda, woulda, which I apply now is to really work on um, work on what I allow my mindset to think about those who want to acquire wealth, including myself. Because here's the deal. When you are able, when you're in a position where you can do more um, financially, you can do more for your family. You can give more to your causes. And I had to do some work. So the lessons that I learned is that, you know, if someone wants to desire wealth, as long as they're not putting that above God, then that's okay. You know, so he gives us certain desires. So a couple things that I, books that I read that helped me break down that myth is the, um, the myth, the lies that I was telling myself is the science of getting rich mm. and you are badass at making money. Whatever. Yeah. So, so that's kind of my shoulda, coulda, woulda. I think that I stunted myself and also probably stunted some relationships that I had because I may have had opportunity to connect and collaborate with people, but I already made a judgment about them based on some of their goals, if their goals were financially related, include my husband. That was like a big area of um, discontentment between us. So I wish that I would have been honest with my mindset around it earlier. My second one for me is actually a pretty big one because I knew better. Um, and it goes goes back to the YouTube interview. I always bring it up because I think about it a lot where they asked Warren Buffett what he would have done in his younger years differently. And it was about my rental property. Um, I had some in my early 20s, sold them off, and I just started buying again three, four years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. But the, plan, the, the side B to that which I had a friend of mine fly in to meet with me to talk real estate last week. 
and I was educating him about notes. I should have been more educated about notes. People always ask, what does that mean? How does that work? Well, pretty much, real simple. I just recently bought a note for 12 grand, paid for it, sold it for, I think, 27 and a half. They're paying $6,000 down, paying like 400 a month, but it's like for eight or nine years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they if they default, then you evict them and you, you still have the house and you do it again. I should have been educated about that. I've been in the business too long. And I really just picked up on how it works about three or four years ago. So that's a big mishap that I had. Yeah, and I think what Corey is saying too, because I know and I lived it with him, we want that fast money, yeah. right? Like flipping, you know, you want to do even wholesaling, even being a realtor, it can give, it can gain you capital quickly. But we need some things that are going to sustain us. So you got to go passive. Yes. And it's not a like, I, I how many times do I hear from people like, oh, if I was younger, I would have bought more rentals. Well, guess what? You can buy more rentals now or you can change, you know, you can invest in stock now. If you don't know, I saw somebody post on Facebook yesterday, like, I want to I want to give my kids stock and I just don't even know where to start. Who can yeah. help? Yeah. So and, and you all know the rule, like you already have the, the power of who the people in your life are already there to help you do what you want to do. But you got to get off the shit could have water train yeah. and say, OK, I'm going to learn for that. Yeah. OK, so my next one is a little bit more about mindset. Negative self-talk. Y'all, your girl, like I know, I know a lot of you all are like this. Like the 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 way I would talk to myself in my head, I wouldn't I wouldn't allow anybody to speak to me in that manner. So just really not believing in like my boy Johnny said, not believing in that I was as dope as I was, right? But even um sometimes not sometimes, most times what we think becomes action. So if you're thinking that, oh, I'm not going to be good. Oh, I'm scary. Oh, oh, you know, my cakes aren't good. Oh, such and such is better. All of this negative self-talk that I allow myself to do for a long time and still allow myself to do, I just do a better job. I'm just more conscious of it now. Held me back from a, for a long time. And what I have learned is that from that mistake of spending a lot of time just speaking negatively, comparing myself to others, comparing my story to somebody else's, comparing my chapter one, to their chapter 17, or how about this? Comparing my chapter 17 to their chapter one, if they popping in chapter one and I, I wasn't. I spent too much time doing that. And what I've learned is that, A, you got to run your own race. Mm-hmm. B, we have to really take care of our mind. You know, the Bible says that he we're here to renew our minds every day. We can um, be transformed by the renewing of our minds, but that takes work. So that takes talking to yourself. I shared this with y'all before. When I first got into real estate, Y'all, I had like my affirmations. I spoke them into my iPhone voice recorder. And when I felt like very defeated on, on deals and all that stuff, I would listen to that self. So that so I had to go through that that period of not loving myself well to loving myself well. And now it just it it, it lose and I'm able to love others well. So my big one was the negative self-talk. All right, number three for me is uh, living in Chicago. I really didn't understand this since I moved to Texas. And it's a big one. And the book, The Monk That uh, Sold His Ferrari, is where I really understood uh, this concept. And it was the concept of enjoying the great outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's, if, if you know people's habits that are very successful and very wealthy, they spend a lot of times outdoors. I'm not saying like fishing and hunting. 
but it could be just going for a yeah, walk. Going that's for a, a walk. that's a millionaire be, success habit. Yeah, it could be, it could be sitting in, a, in their backyard. It could be it's it's being one with nature, and what it does is it allows your thoughts to get out of a box, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, it's airy, it's open, it's sun, it's flowers, it's birds. You can hear everything. You're more uh, in in tune with the universe. And I, I recently figured that out, maybe about two years ago. So I've been, you know, I've been doing that a lot more daily. And really. your quiet time, like really your talk with God is during your... It's outside. You During your walk. Yeah. yeah, he does a gratitude walk. Yeah. So yeah, good job, baby. Thanks. Well, here's one that could be private, but I'm going to go ahead and share with y'all. And we didn't share these with each other. <laughs> well, we we're, did. We're listening to each other talk yeah. about them right now. So um, one of my biggest regrets is when Corey, um, if y'all are just following us, um, Corey, um, the Cliff Notes version is um, the market crashed in 2008, 2007, 2008. Um, we, oh, were, yeah, we were newly married and we found ourselves where he was the sole breadwinner in real estate. Now we had to make some hard decisions and he was starting over. Then homeboy came home one day and was like, oh, I'm going to open a barber college. Never really seen a brush, brush his hair. But when I say you brush your hair, you always took care of your hair. I was determined to figure it out. He was determined to figure it out. So I'm, I'm giving you the cliff notes to say that was something completely different. But my response to him was anything but supportive. So um, I truly, truly regret that in that season where I had an opportunity to, um, to, to depend, to, to lift my husband up. I did not. I was probably at that moment in our lives, one of the biggest naysayers for him. Um, But what that experience has taught me is that um, watching the Barber College and it's still in, in, it's still still um, amazing. Financial aid, 90 days. Yeah, it's still going on right now. It's been a rough season. You know, it's been a rough road. It's been 11 years. So a lot of ups and downs. But what I saw was somebody who truly stepped out on faith. So whereas I was not supportive, I think that God may have used my lack of support to to help him be fully dependent on God as he was growing that relationship. So um, so whereas it is something that I really wish that I could say that I've all you know like I wish I could sit here on Eagle Talk and be like I've always supported him, I've always been in his corner. We were enemies for a while, and I just wanted him to just gonna get a regular job because you know I felt like we were suffering. Um, but because he stepped out on faith, it has been one of the actions, you know, the, the first actions that help catapult some faith moves in both of our lives. So whereas I really wish that my response would have been different, um, going through that experience grew me and him closer to God and eventually um, grew, just grew our marriage. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, one of them that I want, this is number four, by the way, that I want to talk about is something that's actually a friend of mine sent me something two nights ago and it struck something with me, um, that I want to talk with y'all about because I'm thinking about it and my kids are 20 and nine, right? So I got to kind of think about it a little bit differently. Yeah. Our kids are 11 years apart. Our kids too. We both, it's the same kid. Yeah, so one of my, it's not a regret, and I'm really glad that, that Corey works with me now, but one thing is I want to make sure that I involve them more in either being there or listening to my business conversations. Here's a great example. There's a video out, and if y'all tag me, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's about a lady who her great-grandfather died and left, I think died in 2000. And left them 500 left the, fam- the family 500,000. Her father was his son, okay? So, like, 
X amount of people got 100,000, somebody got 20,000, somebody got 50,000, whatever. Her father got a bigger lion's share. I mean, he might have got 200,000. Well, her father recently died and he died broke. The big difference was her great grandfather was a businessman. He had saved up half a million dollars. Her father, like, literally died broke in a trailer uh, with nothing. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't nothing have anything. Right. So the story that she was saying was, is it's fine for you to go out here and, and create and generate, but it's even better for you to teach your kids and show your kids, you know, to be in on, on those conversations yeah. and, and teach them the business that you're in or, or business period. And, and I love what you're saying because not just like they're just going to get it with osmosis. And it's, it's easy to be caught up in what you're doing and not really have the time, you know, like really physically stopping. And I'll give you an example, talking about saving. My father is a diehard saver. But he never really sat down and talked to me about saving, right? right? right. Um, and he probably just assumed that I was a saver and I was not. And my perception of saving was skewed because I thought that it was like hoarding, not saving. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, could, we were talking about money, but let's think about that in our habits, right? What if you were the one in your family that started to stop eating so many processed foods and then you pass that habit on to right. your kids right. and then you pa- they pass that habit on to their, your grandkids. So now you are breaking some health curses um, in the family. Yeah. And, so. and just to end on that, I think what she was, well, I know what she was saying was um, it's fine to give to your child because this was his his son. Right. But it's more important to educate. Yeah. That's so, gonna go so a whole lot. Don't further. instead of giving the fish, teach him how to fish. Exactly. Yeah. Great okay. video by the way. I'll send it to anybody that wants to hear it. Okay. So here is one of mine. Um failure. Hands down first year in real estate. And I know that that is crazy um, to say because a lot of y'all know me as Rosemary, the realtor. But if I had a dollar for every day I cried, <laughs> um, and it could be cried because I just, um, you know, I, 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 I was so used to being an expert in my previous position and not an expert here. It could be because I was struggling financially. Mm-hmm. It could be because it was starting to click, but it was just hard. Like it took more out of me, right. um, you know, and I had mom guilt. So like that first year in real estate, I feel like I, I felt like I was failing, but I know I was failing forward, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was that, it was that constant feeling like I'm, I'm behind the A ball, but I just got to keep getting up. And there are more lessons from that then I can even begin to share with you. But I'll say the biggest lesson is that it's not going to feel good. Like mm-hmm. when you are at point A and trying to get to point C, D, E, F, it's going, you're going to bump, you go slide back down. It's not going to feel good. You're mm-hmm. going to want to quit. Um, like y'all, there were some days I want to quit and go be a second. No, not a second, uh, um, substitute teacher. Like I didn't want to go try to get another teacher <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to go. Yeah, it just didn't work. But that year of, um, and it was it, honestly like there's some times in real estate that I still fail now, right? But all of these experiences, what happens is when you fail or when you um, are, have that challenge, I bet you I won't have that challenge like that no more. Yeah. Now I get to walk into this situation with that experience and I can be more confident because I have already seen the play out one way and I know another way that I need to tweak it. Um, but yeah, that whole first year was a year full of failure, boo boo. Yeah, okay. So this is uh this is the last one. Number five. For you. For me. And if you got on late, I'm gonna suggest you go back and watch number one, two, three, and four because mm-hmm. they're very important lessons that you don't have to go through if you listen to those 
lessons. Uh, but number five for me is very simple. I learned to act. I stopped procrastinating. Mm. I stopped. I stopped being a guy to just think about it. And in 30 days, I was doing something else or going to the next thing. Like yeah. I really take time to educate myself and find out if it's a move I want to make. It's funny because uh, Robbie is on here right now. And I saw she posted earlier. She was uh, going through a planet. Mm. Which is, yeah, girl, she got a plum type yeah, planner. Okay, planner, which is good because, and I don't know if y'all talked about it or whatever, but you gotta, you, how do you put it? You gotta plan. You just have to plan. Yeah, but you also have to execute. You have to execute. And I posted one day, um, a, a, something I reposted. Like I refuse to die with a notebook full of ideas. Yeah. Because y'all, how many of y'all got dope ideas? Y'all, and I'm saying y'all, me too, right? Um, I'm a, in the process of launching this course for realtors. And it's so scary and it's over my head and, eh, but you know what? I'm not going to die with this notebook of ideas, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm going to launch. Yeah. And if it flop, guess what? It might flop the first time, but it ain't going to flop but the, the second the, time. The, the, the point of the matter is, it won't flop the first time, by the way, but yeah. the, the, the point of the matter is you acted. I can yeah. think of four people in my life, not like I don't talk to them often, but I, I guarantee you every nine to 12 months, they call me. With real estate, uh, they want to get into real estate. They want to host. And then they call you they, again with the same. Again, and then next year it's the exact same question. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we've been talking about this for nine years straight. It's not gonna happen. And if it is gonna happen, you have to make it happen. Yeah. Us talking about it once a year for 20 minutes is just not gonna do it. For not you. gonna do it. So you have to act. I'm telling y'all right now. What's today? 21st, 22nd, 22nd. Put an idea in your mind. Put an idea on paper. And act on it. I'm not telling you to do it. And tell somebody. Get you, get you some accountability. Yeah. Don't do, I'm not yeah. telling you to pull the trigger, you know, Thursday afternoon. But have a set hard date and act on it. You'll thank me later. Yep. Yep. Okay, y'all. So, here is my last one. Um, yeah. So, I... I this Give it to him. Give it to him. Biggest regret of my life. I don't life. know what it is. All right. Come on. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Biggest... That's uh, the biggest yeah. regret of your life. Yeah. Okay. So, my brother um, passed away May 14th, 1994. His life was violently taken away on the, in the streets of Chicago. And biggest regret is that when he left home that day, we had an argument. Okay? I was 13. He was 15. have no idea what we argued about. Um, but I know that while I know and, and I and I have unpacked and counseling with Corey and, you know, I know that he knew that I loved him. It hurts me that the last words that I said to him or he said to me was kind of, right. you know. Um, so the lesson that I learned from that is I love hard. You know, there isn't ever going to be anybody in my life that does not know um, how I feel about him, you know. And, and I don't want to be morbid, but y'all, 2020 has been crazy. Um, and, and, and there are people in our lives that we have to love from a distance. But I, I'm telling you from experience, you never, ever want the curtain to close. And, and there was there's some unresolved stuff mm -hmm. there, you know. So that is honestly like one of the biggest regrets of my life, the biggest mistakes that I know that I made. And and, and look, and this, you see like put together Rosemary. I was a firecracker back then. I probably was so mean to him. I know it was on me what, um you know, whatever our argument was. And I have to live with, and but I know, you know, I know the love of God. So I'm free from that. So I love all of y'all. I know y'all are going to be encouraging me. I'm, I've unpacked it. 
However, going forward, I live my life, even with my kids, even when I have to give correction to people that I love, I do it in love um, because I never want there to be a question on where I stand with somebody. So, um, so that's one of my biggest ones. And that's why I have, you know, I feel like God has given me a really big heart for people, um, because I had that experience with one of the closest people in my life. And, you know, I ain't gonna make that mistake again. Like if you, if you know, I love you, you gonna, well, if I love you, you know, I love you. So I love all y'all. So, you know, now. Right. So, all right, y'all. So, we live from Cancun. Um, yes. It's been an amazing day. It's been a long day. It's been a long I got day. My, my youngest is in the next room, TikToking with his cousin on FaceTime. My oldest is downstairs betting on a Lakers game. So, I got to go check on him. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but this is still our favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We made it. We thought it was dope. Yes. So, um, we have our last favorite thing that we are going to give away next week. Um, but if you recall, our favorite things that we give away. Um, each week we give one of our two of our favorite things, but this one's a little bit of a bigger one. So we packaged it together. Um, and this one, we a couple weeks ago, Corey and I told you about our dream retreat. Do you want to tell them about you what that looks like? Well, you tell them. Uh, on the thirtieth of December, every year we we just go, we do dinner, um, and we just book a big room. We have desks. We have uh, this year you bought the, the post the notes. post-it notes to put on a, on a whiteboard, like a like a poster yeah, board. Yeah. But we can do the poster board um, with the the next day we do the uh, thing with the kids. With the kids, we do right. vision boards. But, but when on we the thirtieth, yeah, we go we go just for us to just kind of sound and really. And right, actually, right. this time we have a. A pre-meeting before this meeting because our, our goals and Yeah, they've been big. Yeah. yeah, they've been big. But really, y'all, it's really about having a plan for your life. Um, and we, I told you, I went to a, a training years ago that talked about the five F's. So we plan for faith, family, fitness, fun, and finances. So we're going to take our blessing drive from 2020. We're going to read out those blessings. And then we are going to plan um, in different areas for our life. And we wanted to give someone at least the opportunity to do that experience. Yeah. We like to do it at a hotel. We're going to do it at a local hotel in um, Texas because sometimes just going out of your environment just gets the juices flowing. And then it gives us some time to connect, really gives us some time to be um, intimate with God yeah. and just really talk about the next year. So we are gifting someone that. So if you shared Eagle Talk um, on your page, if you tagged us either here or Facebook, you were entered into the drawing, and I have all the names in here, and we have our last drawing of December next week. So let's see who wins. It's gonna be a dope hotel too. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Look, Willie and Kim. That's crazy. Let me tell you why this is amazing. Because Willie and Kim are friends of ours who we have been talking to <laughs> and we have been challenging each other to dream. Yeah. And um, just the fact that their names were the ones that got pulled, that tells me that... The um, law of attraction is real. It, look, the, the, the Holy Ghost power is real. Yeah. So y'all, um, look, you might need to get a sit on the 30th so we can um, do it around the same time. Yeah, that's what's up. Congratulations, y'all. So yay! Okay, y'all. So um, thank you so much. It was a lot of y'all here with us tonight. We're excited. Um, anything coming up, Realtor Friends, I am doing, um, what am I doing? A Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram Live on Thursday. It'll still be from Cancun. Um, just talking about real estate. And I have a, an experience today that I really, really 
want to share, share with y'all. Saying, do do you still ring? have that pinky no, ring? No, I don't. I don't. Listen, that is hilarious. I told y'all I spent a thousand dollars on a pinky ring for Corey years ago. This, Dumb. This Who? Nine, but he don't even look like a pinky seven. ring type yeah. dude. But anyway. All right. Well, thank y'all for being here. Corey, you got any parting words nah, for people? No, Mary, y'all will win. Merry Christmas to y'all. Um, yes. Bring it in with, you know, as safe as you can with the family and friends. If not, enjoy your Zooms. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. See y'all next week. I'll see Realtors on Thursday here at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. Y'all jump in our DMs. Let us know. Yeah. Um what you want us to talk about. We are committed to doing Eagle Talk. Oh, and we bought some podcast equipment. Yeah, we do have So we got equipment. we got some action there. So we're excited about that. You said awesome talk. Thanks for yes. the feedback. All right. Happy birthday, Jesus. Peace Look, y'all. that's over here. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.